Hello, welcome to St. Andrews. Today we celebrate the day of Pentecost when God poured out his spirit on all Jesus' followers. Since that day, the Holy Spirit has been drawing people to Jesus, a great multitude from all tribes, peoples and nations. And today, of course, we celebrate the diversity and unity of our church uh, with this international service. Our key verse is Acts chapter 2, verse 17a. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Our theme is the outpouring of God's spirit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we live in the time that the prophets long to see, the age of the spirit. Lord, continue to fill us, your church, with your Holy Spirit. Help us to recognise the activity of your spirit in our lives and to respond to your spirit's prompting, leading and guiding. By your spirit, lead us in the way of Christ. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So as we've just seen, God's spirit is present throughout the Bible. Right from the very beginning in Genesis 1, when God's spirit is hovering over the waters. But in the Old Testament, only certain people were said to have God's spirit upon them or to be filled with God's spirit. Certain leaders, Bezalel, the artisan and the prophets. So the Holy Spirit was only available to a very limited number of people. That was in the Old Testament. We are living in a new era, the age of the spirit, a time when all God's people are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament prophets spoke of this time and they longed to see it. In fact, on the day of Pentecost, when Peter addressed the crowd, he quoted the prophet Joel, who said, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. So this outpouring of God's spirit was expected. But from a Jewish perspective, all people meant all God's people, or more specifically, the Jewish people. And this new age of the spirit began on the day of Pentecost when Jesus uh, sent his spirit upon his followers and all Jesus's first followers were Jewish. But there was to be a surprise. And the manner in which the spirit came on the day of Pentecost points forwards to this surprise. You see, all people really does mean all people, Jews and non-Jews, Gentiles alike. Of course, the Holy Spirit can only be received by those who are inwardly ready to receive him, those who have turned to Christ. But anyone can turn to Christ. And so anyone can receive the Holy Spirit, irrespective of their ethnicity, their sex, their age or their status. Jesus came for all people. And so the Holy Spirit is available for all people. And on the day of Pentecost, the believers began praising God in other languages, languages from all over the known world. And it was a sign of the multiracial, multinational, multilingual nature of Christ's kingdom. And of course, today we are celebrating the diversity and unity of our church. This outpouring of the Spirit was the final proof that Jesus had inaugurated the messianic era, the age of the spirit, the last days. You may have heard someone say, we're in the last days. You may have said it yourself, perhaps in response to some world-changing event. 
Well, yes, we are in the last days because biblically speaking, uh, the last days is the period between Jesus's resurrection and his second coming. This is the era of the spirit. And we cannot live a Christian life without the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 verse 9 says, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. John Stott wrote this. He said, without the Holy Spirit, Christian discipleship would be inconceivable, even impossible. There can be no life without the life giver, no understanding without the spirit of truth, no fellowship without the unity of the spirit, no Christ-likeness of character apart from his fruit and no effective witness without his power. As a body without breath is a corpse, so the church without the spirit is dead. In the Old Testament, only certain people receive God's spirit, but we live in the new era of the spirit. Every genuine Christian is filled with the Holy Spirit. The work of the spirit in the life of a believer will sometimes be dramatic. More often than not, it'll be quite subtle, but it will always be powerful. And the spirit will always be seeking to lead a person in the way of Christ. And so we're going to hear some testimonies of how the Holy Spirit has led, inspired and changed members of this congregation. So we've been fortunate uh, to see God's hand at work um, through the Holy Spirit in our lives. Um, um, And, uh, you know, uh, especially regarding how we met Um, uh, in our younger years, we lived in South Africa and uh we met at that that stage but uh through these family moved to new zealand and uh, we hadn't seen each other in over a decade uh, although we did message occasionally and by god's grace um you know we reconnected and uh, uh we got together um i think Uh, Very early on in our relationship, uh, we knew we wanted to make a long-term commitment. Um, But unfortunately, um, that wasn't um, as easy as we thought because there was all these other challenges and factors that we needed to take into consideration, um, like uh, which country to settle in because we both lived oceans apart, um, applying for a visa and uh, also uh, finding work and not knowing if we would be able to find work uh, when we moved to Australia. Um, with all these challenges in mind, um, we, uh, we sort, sort of still had to keep faith and, um, know that God was working in our lives to make this happen for us. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, through these uncertain times, um, you know, our faith did wane, but, uh, God still remained faithful and provided for us. Um, uh, one specific example of this was uh, uh, when I needed to come to Australia to do my board exams and uh, I needed a visa for this process. I had applied, but there were many delays. And uh, uh, on the day that I was scheduled to fly, uh, my visa had still not come through and I had missed my, fir- my, my flight. Um, I had inquired of the embassy, but they were still very uncertain regarding it. Um, and, uh, you know, to make it for my exam, I had to leave that day, um, at four o'clock at the end of the work day, I'd lost all hope and, um, I was feeling really low. And, uh, you know, at, at that moment, 
uh, we received a call from the embassy. Um, and the weird thing is that they don't usually call, they usually email or, you know, communicate by other methods, but they had called and, uh, we got the, I'd received the approval for the visa and I was able to, uh, get a flight that night and make it for my exam the next day. And by God's grace, pass that exam. So I think when we reflect back on this time, um, we are reminded how God made a way for us, um, you know, even when we were in despair um, and we couldn't see a way forward, uh, he showed that to us. And I think we're always thankful for his blessings. Um, with, uh, I don't even think we both always say that, you know, we wouldn't be here, we wouldn't have come this far if it wasn't for his guidance and presence in our lives. And we continually see it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephen, and uh, I'd like to share with you my testimony on how the Holy Spirit has changed my life, and I consider it changed quite considerably, but um, you be the judge of that. I got married fairly early, uh, early 20s, and proceeded to have uh, three children not long after, all two years apart, and each of my children are beautiful children and proud of them so much. Um, my eldest son was um, in grade eight and my second son was approaching high school when um, there was a car accident my wife was killed. Um, this immediately turned our lives upside down and it, of course, was very sad, um, but the changes in my children were quite astonishing. Um, but nevertheless, uh, life went on um, and the funeral took place and all that was put to bed and life began somewhat different. Um, after a period, I found myself standing on my wife's grave and I proceeded to tell the Lord what I thought of him and used every name that I could think of and the blame. Um, I could only focus on him to blame and it was his fault and how dare he take my wife away. From that moment, I fell out of um, uh, religion um, not that I was going to church very often. However, I did have that inkling that, you know, there is a higher power and um, I believe that. Um, so much so all my children are um, baptised and my eldest son was just starting confirmation. So we felt that as parents that it was important for our children to get that uh, behind them so they had an understanding so that they could make a decision in later life whether they wanted to pursue religion or not. Um, so I guess as young parents we were just ticking the boxes what we felt should have happened. Um, again, I, I say that we weren't very religious but we knew a little about it. But from that moment... Um, you know, turning my back on God, I started making some terrible decisions and I got into a bit of trouble and I changed as a person in the wrong way. Um, I felt, apart from my children, I didn't care much about anything or anyone. Um, started drinking, started lots of things 
which is really re relevant. But that was my life. I'd become selfish. That life owed me a lot. And looking back now, it was quite tragic. And, uh, yeah, I, I've repented a lot for that. Um, as the years rolled past and what I considered fun at the time um, had gotten a little boring and also knowing that my life wasn't very healthy, uh, I decided to give myself a kick up the bum and start coming back to a, a normal life, if there's such a thing, and um, proceeded to do that and, you know, give away alcohol considerably, um, not all of it, but and, and a lot of bad habits. Uh, from there... I um, I was landscaping at the time, which I still am, and in my profession I get to meet a lot of people. And I did a quotation for a, a lady in early 2016 and um, she accepted my quotation and did the work for her and um, I did a courtyard out her back, uh, backyard in a townhouse. Um, I found it to be very attractive, but we both weren't looking for any sort of relationship at the time. It was, it was just, but it was good to catch up with, um, with someone. So we used to share time in, um, having cups of coffee and going places. And that's basically where it began. And over, of course, over a period of time, our, our relationship grew and I found myself, um, discussing things with someone, um, Fiona being a Christian, something I hadn't really experienced before. And, of course, Satan likes to jump in on these opportunities and he starts putting doubt in your mind and saying, you know, you are a pretty evil person and this relationship won't last at all long. Um, and that scared me a lot. And the easiest thing for me, which was considered that perhaps Satan might be right in this case and I will just leave things be, I will never be uh, the person um, that's walking in the same direction as Fiona. Um, but, you know, I stuck to it. And that's, um, some months after that, her birthday came around and I said to her, for your birthday, how about we go to your church? Because I knew she, you know, regularly uh, went to uh, went to church, and I don't know why I said that, but um, I'm really glad I did. So we did come to church, and we were greeted at the door by the reverend, and uh, he was standing there in his robe, the way reverends should look. That what I remembered, but as I looked down, I noticed he was wearing thongs, and I thought. You know, there's, if this is the uh, things to come, you know, I might fit in pretty well here. And uh, as the service started and progressed, I really did, uh, it really did capture my attention because it, it almost felt like um, the Reverend was talking to me. And that, uh, that often happens uh, nowadays in church, and I think it does to a lot of people. But uh, it was good. I continued to come after that. And the thirst 
for religion. I, I couldn't quench it. I had so many questions. Um, some of them, remembering back, were quite um, probably not important now because I'm uh, from the engineering background. I was asking questions about uh, people that lived until they were 900 and had children at 100 and how could this be? Was it um, different cycles represented a year and things that really didn't matter too much and should have been accepted, um, the same as uh, Noah's Ark, how big it was and how deep the water was and it didn't make sense to me. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've moved on from there and, and just accept some of these things that are not terribly important, um, which is probably... A relief for my wife Fiona and um, and Reverend Charlie, but uh, yeah, I continue to go for go to church now. And every time I walk through the door, I feel a sense of calm, and that is so important for me. Uh, uh, it's very calming, so much so that it's been incorporated into my day to day life. And it was only the other day my son, who I work with in landscaping, um, he was having difficulties with part of the job and I walked over and asked him, is there something I could do to help him? He said, Dad, all I want you to do is be calm as usual and then I'll get through it. So that, um, that trait is being recognised and I'm praying that my son sees... Um, that it is an advantage and he starts asking more questions so that um, he can be invited along to experience the same as what I have. Um, so after my uh, my birthday present of coming to church for Fiona, we, we continued um, seeing each other. We got engaged and in November 2018, we were married in this very church, which was a fantastic service, something that we remember always. Um, the congregation that, uh, that took part in it did a fantastic job and we're so very grateful. Um, we were sorry we couldn't put on um, kangaroos and koalas for Reverend Charlie because he wanted that for his first Australian wedding, but uh, we weren't able to supply that. But... Uh, I guess the whole Holy Spirit, in my words, how I see it is there's a, a battle going on inside me with the Holy Spirit and Satan, and it's been there almost all my life. You know, every now and again I'll get a niggle saying, you know, Steve, you're doing the wrong thing. And uh, this bloke on the other side will say, you're having fun though, aren't you? And as I went through all these problems, um, Satan was winning most of the battles because I was giving in quite easy. And with the Holy Spirit and, you know, the love of God, which I've uh, grown accustomed to, you know, Satan's not winning that many battles anymore. And it feels kind of good. It really does. And I encourage everyone you know, just to, to sit down and think about it and continue praying and those people that are not in our congregation that might be looking in, you know, come to St Andrews. We're a very multicultural church. 
Um, it is full of awesome people, um, an awesome pastor that um, really puts across the message and you will like it. I know it. Please share our experience at St Andrews and uh, please come along. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, is a wonderful thing. Thank you.